Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 169 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is coming out cards. And I've got my very special guest, Seth Vermilia. Hello, Seth. Did I get your last name right? You did. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I am so excited to talk to you as always. Uh, for people who are listening, we were actually supposed to be at the Reader Studio uh, at the time this, this podcast is going to be coming out, but we're, we're meeting virtually instead. So uh, we would have been hugging each other in a few days, but we're, we're settling for this. and This is okay. It is. I agree. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. Well, this is a great conversation because, you know, on a previous episode on Tarot Pattern, and you've always got so many interesting things to say, and I I love the way your tarot brain works. Um, On a previous episode, we talked all about tarot patterns, and that was one of my favorite episodes. I got a lot of great feedback from that one. And one of the things that you mentioned is that there are some cards, some card patterns that could actually indicate coming out. So I would love for you to elaborate on this. Sure. So first, sometimes uh, we get caught up in the language of coming out, and I want to I want to make it as clean or as clear as possible on how coming out might apply to everyone. So we think of coming out initially as being a part of the Rainbow Family, part of the LGBTQ community. That's where the the term essentially comes from. But we all have an opportunity to come out about something. And we often are every day, every month, every week. Uh, We're always trying to reach something in the dreamy dream world space, whether it's love, a project outcome, chosen family, family, something that we want to come out about to the people around us who are most important to us. And so um, while, while some of our discussion may lay in the example of coming out of the closet in the traditional sense, it can be applied to so many coming out stories that I don't want that to get lost in the conversation. Right on. Coming out is such a process for so many people that it is uh, a, a lifelong experience. It can exist in our spiritual life. It can exist in our day-to-day life. It can exist in the specificity of something like coming out. So that's why I think it fits so well when we're talking about uh, tarot cards and what where it might come up in tarot cards. And we can look at uh, majors, we can look at minors, and we can look at courts. And I think talking about them as interrelated and talking about them as individual experiences within the tarot deck uh, has some merit. So first, coming out cards and the patterns that we might see tend to exist as the cards relate to each other, just like people. So we may see one card that can exemplify something we know about coming out, like um, someone who might be coming out or going through a really difficult time in their trans journey. Mm -hmm. You might see something like um, a card that indicates, I'm not going to throw the name out there yet, but a card that indicates two different halves coming together or living in two different worlds, like having one foot in the spirit world and one foot on the earthly plane. So you can see in some of the majors that exist, those bits of duality 
that might indicate somebody going through something on a coming out journey, either at the beginning, the middle, or as they transition into the next part of their coming out journey. And majors can have that, that larger life expanse of how we go through those coming out journeys. Right. And the, and the minors, how would the minors, in your opinion, um, what, what do you have to say about the minors? I mean, I can see the majors. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, right away, I started thinking of, of cards like, you know, The Fool, of course, you know, the first mm. step. Uh, I think about a card like The Temperance, when you're, you're starting to just find your way, you're starting to take those first steps, those first steps on the path to becoming who you fully are. But the minors, I mean, tell me about that. What, what minors might indicate something about the coming out journey? So I think this is exciting because it's it's easy to fall into learning experiences like this in the majors because it's where we tend to spend all of our time. And the minors have first, if you think about, so think about the suit of wands for a minute and just take your mind through the suit of wands. We have that that ace of wands first, where there's this new concept or new idea, something that's coming to us that we're milling about and trying to understand. And then suddenly we're inspired to do something new. If that isn't a coming out journey for me, uh, I don't know what is, because it, it kind of comes to you all of a sudden, like, oh, I've been, at least in my own experience, I've had these rumblings underneath for a minute and then all of a sudden like oh yeah that's something that i need to admit to myself no matter what the coming out experience is or or what the topic is right and then then you go through that moment of well which direction do i go do i choose to go down this path do i choose to stay where i am today and then you go forward and you've made your choice and you put things out there you either put out there here I am and I'm ready, or you put out there, I'm guarded and I'm not ready. Either way, you end up in some sort of social situation where you're creating a contract with other people and saying, this is who I am and this is how I intend to live. And then things get a little messy. Now what do you do? If you've put yourself out there, people respond to you and they may respond how you hope, or they may respond in a way that is challenging for you and ways that you may not have ever expected or ways that you fear. And then the next thing you know, you're responding in a way that carries you through, through either the support of other people or through your own ability to get through and, and drive through moments of challenge and change. But then things get tough again. And you're not quite sure how to keep pushing or where to go. And you start looking for support. You start looking for help. And things tumble faster and faster and faster. And you may end up in a place where you find yourself so defensive or so protective of yourself that you don't know what to do. And it is so overwhelming that you need to reach out for help and support. So there's just like one example. You can take yourself through a coming out story in all of the suits. Oh, yeah. Well, while you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm in my brain. I'm Because, you know, my whole thing, I see life through a tarot lens. I can see the whole wand story unfolding in the way you're describing this. So then, of course, I have to ask, you know, what are the court cards, though? Would those be the people who are, you know, supporting you? Uh, would that be different phases of yourself on the journey? How might the court cards show up? Yes and yes. 
the court cards are such a in in this concept and this coming out pattern concept the court cards are unique in that they require a relationship to the other cards and that, that may be true anyway but in this instance um, the court cards can certainly show your own personal pattern but so can the rest of the cards the court cards can certainly show the people who are surrounding you mm-hmm. but so can the rest of the cards without the court cards we don't necessarily experience the coming out journey as non-insular. So with, without the court cards, it's so very much about ourselves and our own journey and our own experience. Mm-hmm. But when you throw the court cards in there, now we're talking about a relationship to other people. And, and you know, that, that's so interesting because the people on our journey with us, when we are making any kind of a big change in our lives or whether we're coming out is so important and sometimes people don't have that support so how might you see the court cards as maybe a chosen family oh i love that question uh, th- i think there's a couple of different ways you could even be purposeful about that uh-huh. so if someone is finding that they are struggling with their own personal family they've either kicked them out or they've made it very clear that they don't believe in this lifestyle choice, uh, as some people have put it, then one of the things you could do in working with the tarot is lay out court cards with the intention of who might be the best chosen family for me. And if you're looking at those personality traits, if you're looking at those specific um, bits that that tarot card means to you, because I think this is really important, not necessarily what you might read in the book, but what does it mean to you? Then you're starting to drive a conversation with yourself about who are the most impactful people that I need in my life right now, especially if you get real clear on that question. Who are the most impactful people that you need in your life that you can recognize as chosen family who can support you and carry you through a time of great transition? I I love that. I really do. Because I know so many people when they are coming out of the closet, oftentimes they are meeting with a great deal of resistance for their family, from their family. And having a community is so essential. And I think community in general, we all need that community. And I I love looking at the idea of the court cards as a community of people that can help you on your journey. So let me ask you this now. What about reversals? I mean, I don't know if you, do you read with reversals or not? You know, I'm a reversal fan. (laughs) I normally do not. If they happen, then I think they happen for a reason uh, because I purposely do not. I keep my decks all in the same order. So for some reason, one of those cards pops up upside down, then I work with it. Yes. So reversals in this in this particular state, I don't think there's anything different about reversals in the pattern than how you would normally read a reversal. Got it. Do, do you see that differently? I don't know. I, I, would, I would wonder. This is what I would wonder. Let's say you have the temperance card and it's reversed. I'll go mm-hmm. back to the temperance, which I really love that card. Um, might that suggest that you then are having trepidation about taking those first steps? Uh, might it indicate that perhaps you're feeling a sense of uncertainty about it? You know, could it show some kind of blocked energy? 
you know, could you see it from that perspective is what I'm asking. Oh, 100%. Yes. And the way that I work with cards, because I don't work with reversals, uh, I would see that in the nature of the cards that are surrounding. So let's say I have temperance and I have cards like um, the tower and Mm -hmm. maybe um, the 10 of wands or maybe um, a five of pentacles. Uh-huh. And all of these are related to each other. I'm I'm going to see temperance very differently surrounded by all of that than uh, if it had been surrounded by different cards. So I can get to a similar place, I think, depending on what the surrounding cards are. And and some of those that I mentioned are cards that I think show up often in coming out readings. Yeah, the Five of Pentacles is one that shows up all the time. That's one of those patterns that shows up for me. Well, I want to talk about that Five of Pentacles yeah. too. I don't want to. I don't want to miss this because you're you're getting me now on a on my brain is working in ten different directions. So you said <laughs> that that's one that comes up often for yeah. you when you are doing readings around this. Well, tell me about the Five of Pentacles though for coming out. I mean, that's a kind of a not so happy card. Yes, and uh, it can depending on its surrounding cards, it can take us in, into challenging spaces or into extremely positive ones. Mm-hmm. So the Five of Pentacles shows up very often when someone is struggling. For me, when someone's struggling with their family, and after they've they've spoken out or shortly before they're about to, because the fear is there of being pushed out and not cared for. Or the fear is real and they've been pushed out and not cared for. And now where do they go? Who do they speak to? Where can they find help? Where can they find shelter? Do they have the basic needs to survive? Uh, The Five of Pentacles can be one of those cards that indicates that uh, during this experience of coming out, things are not going to be as blissful as you would hope they'd be, which is why that dreamy dream world is so important. And some of those cards, if you're thinking about the carrot on the other side of coming out, which is I'm looking for chosen family, I'm looking for love, I'm looking for care, I'm looking for safety, then uh, take that reading further and see where are those people in the Five of Pentacles? Where are they headed? Yeah. Joy, I read for a woman many, many years ago, and she got the Seven of Swords. And I remember that she was... When we were talking about the card, the card is often about, you know, stealth, it's about cunning, it's about trying to get away with something. And I just remember that she told me that when we started talking about that card together, that she had lived a lie and and really put on like the straight quote unquote face for many, many years. And so she saw that card as herself really needing to stop living the lie, to stop flying under the radar and to be who she really was and that was such a profound reading. I remember that so vividly. What do you say about the Seven of Swords? I'm I'm fascinated by that. It doesn't show often for me in coming out readings, uh, but I I see it. I I believe it. I that makes complete sense to me because for so long, people will live in a state of telling the truth they feel they need to share. Yeah, and. That's exemplified there. And that card, even though it's about stealth, it also, there's a fear-based energy to it. I mean, when you think about it, because it really is like, I'm trying to get away with something. And, and think about how that must feel for someone that you're living not as your true self because you feel you've got to somehow pull something off. That's actually very fear-based. And then you might also find along with that, you might see that the Nine of Swords shows up in the same reading. Yeah. 
dinosaurs worry stress. I mean, come on now. Yes, yes. Because it is stressful. So what are some of the cards that you most often see? Now, we, you already talked about the Five of Pentacles, and I just shared this yeah. little, one little story. But what are some of the cards that you see the most often around coming so, up? Sure. With the five, I often see the tens, like a, either a 10 of cups or a 10 of um, pentacles show up because they're very family oriented. Okay. So it, that five of pentacles tends to show up with those when there's a challenge around the family. I also see the nine and 10 of wands show up often because of that need to care for or protect the self. Uh, or be defensive about uh, what's going on and and not saying something. So it'd be interesting to see the nine of wands. I wouldn't be surprised to see the nine of wands show up with the seven of swords. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yep. Uh, and that's a pattern I don't see, but that I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else did. Yeah. Um, I often see the five and eight of cups show up. Mm. Noticing a lot of fives... Five, yes. Yeah, it's those. It's that struggle bus time where you're not quite sure if things are ever going to work out. Yeah. What about the five of swords? Did you mention the five of swords too? Uh, I did not mention the five of swords. That tends to not show up for me. What the two and the three will show up often. Someone who's got a burden that they're holding and uh, the the pain of releasing that and the reaction that other people might have. Have you seen the five show up? Yes, but usually it's because it's, here's what I've seen it showed up. Mm. I've seen it, it's always, first of all, it's my least favorite card of the deck. I also have an attitude about that five of swords. Because it is a card of deception. But sometimes because there's a really painful, hurtful energy to it, I see it as people being forced to lie. Think about that. Ooh. Like, think about this, for example, like if you're with a family and they don't want that. They don't want you to come out. They don't want you to speak your truth. So they're forcing you to not be who you are. There's one person in that card that's being very powerful, and there's the two people who are hurt. So I can see that as totally you're now being forced to lie because somebody else is holding the cards. Think about like a teen, for example, who wants to come out, and you're in a family maybe that doesn't support that sort of thing. And so they want you to keep everything, quote, unquote, under wraps how painful and awful that is. And I've spoken to so many people from the LGBTQ plus community who've had experiences like that, who've gone to things like, you know, those conversion camps and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's what the five of swords makes me think about like someone trying to take away your power to be you. Yeah. That's, that makes complete sense to me. I, I don't know why that card has never shown up in coming out readings for me. And I've, I've done, not only readings where coming out has appeared and it's been a conversation that was unexpected, but many readings for people who are talking about their coming out experience and wanting to dig deeper. And I've never had that five of swords show up. And you're right that the idea of going to um, such extremes uh, as trying to pray the gay away or, or pull it out in some way through a camp, that five of swords is all of that. And I've never had that appear. It might now. (laughs) <laughs> well right now but also maybe maybe now we are in a time where we're shedding more light on situations like that um and there are people who are fighting those sorts of situations they're fighting the good fight around that yeah so maybe the reason why we're not seeing that as much is because the the dialogue around that is changing you know there's always people who are going to resist 
other people's journey, other people's truth. But eventually that's, you can't keep pushing it down forever. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting to think about the, the larger world at play, like how we're approaching um, the queer community today and how people see more of a, um, less of an outsider, a little bit more of a part of the, the, the rest of the world. Uh, yeah. Even though there's a, I think in my heart, there's still a place to be an outsider as a, either an ally or a member of the queer community. There's still some outsiderness there that's important. Um, I, I like that larger concept of where the world is going because that even connects with me in, in some of the majors. So as I think about the majors and the, the larger themes of our lives, uh, cards that often show up for me there are the hanged man, uh-huh. uh, uh, the tower. Uh, we already talked about temperance, certainly uh, the star on the other side or the potential of where we could be. The star comes out for me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't do that on purpose. The, st- <laughs> the star comes <laughs> out for me for people who are um, finding a way through this journey and starting to see the light at the end. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and it often so much is about coming back into self and, and being who we're meant to be and shining as that person we're meant to be. So I'll see often the star and the hanged man I'll see together because uh, it, it is so much uh, acceptance of the best part of ourselves. Yeah. So what card might indicate being forced out of the closet? Because I've known that people who've had that experience where somebody has fronted them out, forced them out of the closet before they were ready, which to me is such a violent act. I think that's when we start getting into relationship with the core cards and seeing things like, since we're talking about something that can be seen as violent, that's when we start to see the, the sword cards show up. Yeah. Uh, that, that queen of swords, she can be ruthless when it comes to someone else's coming out journey. Mm-hmm. The King of Pentacles, even though I like to think of him as such a a Bacchus type of jovial type of person, uh, that King of Pentacles can be really hard to move. Yeah, he can be stubborn. He's set in his ways. He's got his values and that's that. And there's no other way around it. So, yeah. Yeah. And and that could even have uh, forced coming out of the closet potential because it, it just is what it is. And when you get that court card that is about driving uh, messages or share or, or bringing other people along, that King of Pentacles may very well say, no, I'm going to bring all these people with me and we're going to take a stand and we're going to hold this all right here and not let you go. Yeah. So, you know, we explored some of these patterns and cards that can indicate coming out. But one thing I'd like to also address is how do you think tarot can be an ally on your coming out journey? I mean, can you share how you've used it? How can we use it as an ally? Because I think tarot is an amazing tool. I think that's a wonderful question. I've, I've met so many queer tarot readers, especially through coming out of the tarot closet. that have shared with me how much tarot has meant to them on their own coming out journeys. Uh, It becomes a confidant. It becomes uh, a way to see into your soul when other people are trying to tell you 
what your soul might be or should be. Uh, it becomes a way to learn how to speak about yourself and your strengths and your, uh, your, the way you bring yourself to the world. It is such a powerful tool. The challenge is, I think, because, because this can be such a, such a powerful tool, you can become so introspective that you forget to take what you're learning from the tarot out into the real world. And it's still scary out there. It's still uh, going to have people uh, out there who are going to not agree with you or agree with the choices you're making or agree with the fact that you have a tarot deck in your hand. Some yes. people, right, some people like me, I find it harder to come out of the tarot closet than I did to come out of the closet. And coming out of the closet was scary. Of course. But coming, coming out of the tarot closet, there is judgment from everybody because of their um, similar reasons, their, their religious upbringing, their own moral uh, state stand, um, their fear or lack of understanding. It's all similar things. But for some reason, and maybe this is part of the zeitgeist of today, it's easier to attack tarot than it is to attack someone who is saying, I'm a gay person, I'm a trans woman, whatever uh, part of the rainbow family you might be identifying as, uh, because it, it is less, to a degree, personal. Yeah, I, I, I can think, see that. I think for the, for the queer people who are experiencing tarot, um, the one thing that I would encourage them to do, because I do encourage them to get involved in tarot, it, it is such a way to open yourself to the world in a way that you might not be able to do with other people is experience it with other people. You have to start to, to um, bring yourself to the world. Even if you're not reading for other people, you don't need to, but bring your lessons and yeah. experience them because uh, otherwise uh, you'll get stuck in a room all by yourself and, and all of those lessons don't have it. Nothing happens with them. So how long have you been out of the tarot closet? You know, I need to know now. <laughs> um, so it's been such an odd journey. When I was 10, I was given a deck by my cousin. Uh, and that was in 1985. So if anybody wants to do the math, go ahead. Uh, then I, I uh, put them away for a little while, brought them back out. Uh, and I have slowly shared it with different people in my life. So when I was in high school, I shared it with a couple people. When I was in college, I shared it with my theater group. When I uh, came to Chicago, I very carefully shared it with people because I wasn't sure about the uh, environment that I was in. Uh, so very much like a coming out journey, though I, I very readily shared that I was in a relationship with a man and that we had gotten married at some point, all these things. That was easy. Tarot, small groups, once in a while, until at roughly around just like just before forty ish, when I started coming out of coming out tarot and started putting it out there, yeah, um, that was that's why I called it coming out tarot. I was scared out of my mind yeah. to tell the world that this was a part of who I was, and uh, it's still challenging, but it, it gets easier day by day by day by day. So which card would you pick to describe coming out of the closet for you, whether we're talking about your sexuality or your terror, or maybe you've got a different one for each one? 
<laughs> I want to know. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the first one I thought of was the star. Uh, and the the reason being is that I've spent a lot of time with the uh, Heineldeck. It, it yeah. is my absolute favorite. And uh, I have to describe this briefly, but so people for people who can't see what I'm showing, the star card in the Heineldeck mm-hmm. has this beautiful star at the top with uh, multi, with a, like a rainbow of stars above it. Uh, there is a, a figure that is bent over in a very sackcloth type of uh, piece of clothing, very simple. And their hair is thrown over their head and they're uh, next to a what might be a lagoon or a creek and they're washing their hair in the waterfall that is feeding this creek. Uh, it is such a moment of rebirth rebirth it is such a moment of cleansing the soul it is such a moment of taking a moment for yourself and saying i'm ready i love that i love that what a beautiful beautiful card so i think for both probably the star uh, but heindel heindel got me there and it the, if I think about the the Rider weight, I would actually have a different answer. Uh, in the Rider weight, for me, it is the um, the Hanged Man. And because? Uh, because, for me, the Hanged Man is about acceptance of self. It is about that that moment where we have no other choice but to recognize. We might see the world a little differently. We are in a state that is um, a bit stationary, unless you start to wiggle around, I guess. But you have no other choice but to be where you are and see the world in a new way. And that takes a lot of self-reflection. It takes a lot of self-discipline. It takes a lot of um, awareness and to faith. get through that. And faith, yes. So uh, in the right way, hanged man. I love this. This is such a great conversation. And I so appreciate you sharing your wisdom, your thoughts and your journey with me today and my listeners. So Seth, where could people find you if they want to work with you if they want to learn more about you and what you're up to? They can always find out more about me at comingouttarot.com. And all of my social media handles, whichever one is your favorite, you can find me at coming out tarot. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you for joining me. And that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, lots of other books, blog posts, astrological forecasts, plenty of other good things for you folks to scope out and enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. By the way, if you are enjoying the podcast, do me a favor skip on over to iTunes and leave a positive review because that's going to help more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.